welcome to No Judgments here, the highest, most downloaded podcast on Tuesdays in Liechtenstein. I am one of your hosts, Mike, and with me, is, as always, is the interstate traveler, the road-weary, Mr. Will Hendricks. How are you doing tonight, Will? Man, we're doing, we're doing good. We, we finally got us a concert review after, what, four or five months of doing this? We finally got ourselves yes. a live music review. I feel like I just saw you yesterday. <laughs> Wait a second. You did. Yes. So we made the trip up to the land of Lincoln, Nebraska, and Mike Schilke, and enjoyed a, a good concert uh, coming back down to earth today with the seven-hour drive back to Arkansas. But you know what? I've, uh, I picked up me some Slipknot whiskey today. I, I, dr- I, I bought myself an Elk Creek from Sandy's to go. I'm drinking my Elk Creek right now. Nice. I'm, I'm in good spirits, Mike. I'm in good spirits. I am glad to hear that. I was a little bit nervous about recording tonight because I didn't know what kind of shape you would be in. Um, we're not getting any younger. No, and, and And today was a struggle for me, and I only had to drive two hours. Yeah, you poor thing. So, last night. Last yeah, night. Last, so you, last night. You've had a full day of rest. Yes, full day multiple, of rest. Multiple naps is what I saw you say. Yes, multiple naps. Um, one of them was in my <laughs> chair. The other one proper was in the bedroom. So I And plus, I slept till like 9.30 this morning. That's pretty so, good. We we got up. Uh, we we got up. Uh, we were on the road at nine. Uh, I think we got into Arkansas approximately three o'clock, somewhere in that area. I immediately. My dad came. Actually, it was four o'clock. My dad came over. Uh, I made a Father's Day meal for myself and my dad and the wife and my brother and Pearl, um, and then we kind of settled in and just been chilling since then. Uh, I was listening to some Mammoth. Trying to get my understanding of how I feel about Mammoth, but yeah, man, I, I feel I feel good. Concerts, man, ah, I just they just give me new life, Mike. It's yes. For so long, my life kind of revolved around looking forward to the concert coming up, and then like living off of the concert that I just saw. So it's nice to have that back in my life for a brief moments. Well, let's get to it. Let's talk about the concert that we saw last night. Um, as many of you know, we went and saw Corey Taylor at the Bourbon. I thought maybe it was the first concert at the Bourbon, but I was wrong. Um, Steel Panther played there just recently. Um, but you couldn't tell that from the energy that was in the crowd last night. Um, quite honestly, I think it was the lo- the loudest, the most energetic crowd that I have seen in a club Maybe all time. Wow, that's that's strong words. Um, that's strong words. I will say there were a couple moments, and this happens quite a bit, but it's been such a long time. But th- there were a couple moments where I was no longer watching the stage, but I was watching the crowd, and I was just like, it just felt so awesome to look out in the crowd and see people dancing and being drunk and being stupid and just living in this concert live music moment man it was it was an awesome feeling um and i was I was very happy to be a part of it yeah it was great so let's just break it down from the beginning um the opening act was the cherry bombs what did you think about the cherry bombs oh I, I didn't like the cherry bombs mike i found it very boring um at this point we were up at the top of the bar because right. we should let people know that uh, we were told there were going to be pods at this particular venue there were there was no pod seating going on 
so uh, we saw the Lions out early before uh, doors open, and we were wondering why they'd be there so early. Well, it turns out, I guess we were the only people who did not know what the situation inside was. So we got inside, and basically we had to go all the way to the top where the bar is at in this venue and stand way the fuck back there. Um, and so – I got a good vantage point of the stage and the show for the cherry bombs. And and I thought it was cool for like 10 minutes with the fire and the twisting and the turning and the good looking women. But I, it lasted for an hour and I did not need an hour of that. Um, So it, for me, it was like a D that they played some good songs, some good music. I just, I would, I just didn't need to watch an hour of that. So uh, as as excited as I was to be there, and, and happy. Uh, I didn't care for the cherry bombs. Gotcha. Um, you know, I mean, it was all right. I mean, for many people that don't know, the cherry bombs are kind of a dance troupe. It's Corey Taylor's wife and, uh, you know, other dancers as well. Um, I liked it. I think I would have liked it more in a different setting. You know, that's something that I can maybe go pay $20, $30 and, you know, sit down in a small theater or whatever and watch it. You know, it was kind of neat how they kind of tried to weave a story into it, um, you know, to tie everything all together. So, I mean, I thought it was kind of neat. Um, I don't know how well it plays out as an opening act for a rock band. Mm. But, you know, that's something that I would go see if it was on its own, you know, in a small, you know, maybe a, a Vegas act, you know. <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of how I've never been to Vegas and I don't know how those Vegas shows work but that would be my idea of a you know like a dinner theater type thing but yeah it, it was it's kind of like a Jim Rose Circus type thing from the 90s for anybody who right. saw Jim Rose Circus back in those days as a sideshow freak uh not exactly freaks uh, happening I mean they are all good looking women and one dude uh so not yeah. not the freak show but uh, they do a lot of a lot of acrobatic, uh, very talented, very uh, physical physique, um, extreme strength and balance on some of the things that they were doing. But to, right, yeah, it was it was long. It was long. Yeah, I mean, it could have been shorter, but you know, after a brief intermission, then we obviously get the uh, the the rock god himself, um, Corey Taylor. Um, man, I that. The dude doesn't disappoint, you know. This was the last show of the tour, and this is a guy who fronts probably arguably two of the, you know, biggest rock bands in the United States with Slipknot and Stone Sour and plays out, you know, sold-out arenas and, you know, all this other crap. And here he is in little old podunk Lincoln, Nebraska in an 800-seat club that maybe had four or five hundred people in it and the same type of energy that he brought to the stage last night is what you would see in a slipknot show do you agree on that yeah i thought i thought he was great um i really enjoyed his uh backup band as well um i I thought they were they're great on stage good on stage banter they all looked like down just complete rock stars. Um, they gave off the proper vibes. It was a good energy. Um, and everything they were doing on stage fed into the audience and the audience reciprocated. And so obviously the band was uh, feeding off of that as well. Um, yeah. I mean, the whole, the whole thing was great. And I, I really enjoyed the set list. It, it, you know, I was trying to see if there was a set list on set list off at FM, 
uh, for the Lincoln show. There's not yet, but it, it based off of what I recall, it was very similar uh, yes. to his other set list. Yes, it was. Um, it looked like it was the same set list. They've been playing at all the other shows. So, um, yeah, I was hoping we'd get a surprise or two with it being the last night of the tour, uh, but that did not happen. Right. So it looked like it started out with uh, In the Flesh. I think it was just, yeah, Pink Floyd cover. That's what he was talking about. See, I didn't know that was a Pink Floyd song. And so that, <laughs> did that's you why. Not? No, I did not know that. I mean, why would I know okay. that? I almost said Pink Floyd. <laughs> Yeah, Trey was like, I was really surprised to see you bobbing your head to a Pink Floyd song. Well, there it is. I didn't know it was a Pink Floyd song. Um, you know, <laughs> then it went to Highway 666, Mind Lux, um, Halfway Down, which are all, I believe, on his solo album. I know the first right. two for sure. Is. Yeah. Um, then he busted into a couple uh, Stone Sour songs with The Travelers, Part 1, and Tired. Samantha's Gone, Silverfish. Um then another cover. I mean, it was, yeah, I played one slip, played snuff, tack turn, tack a turn, tassa turn, blah, blah, blah. Made of <laughs> scars, um, six road, bother, which was a very interesting arrangement of bother. You know, usually it's just that solo guitar, but he brought in the whole band for that. So, I mean, that was, that was neat. Um, they did "Shaken" by Eddie Money, and then uh, "On the Dark On the Dark Side" by Beaver Brown or uh, what's his name? I don't know. It's from the Eddie and the Cruisers soundtrack, which I was really surprised to see that put in the set list. But uh, Kyle, yeah, I didn't know. All that, all was, I didn't know what that was. No, you, you, you tap you tap me on the shoulder and it's like I know this one, and I kept <laughs> listening to it, and I was just kind of waiting. I was like, I don't know this one. And then you told yep. me afterwards, and I, I, I thought that was uh, pretty awesome. That one of your favorite soundtracks as a child, Corey Taylor's busting out a single from it. I know it was great. Really, kind of the only single from the uh, from that soundtrack. But I mean, it was awesome. Um, you know, kind of a side note: me and me and Michael were standing outside the bar um, before the concert um, earlier. And we see these three, four guys walking down the street. And I say to Michael, I said, man, that kind of looks like Corey Taylor. And they get closer and, and sure as shit, it was Corey Taylor. Um, you know, just kind of said, hey, how you doing? You know, looking forward to seeing the show. He's like, awesome. You're going. Enjoy yourself. I was too much of a pussy to ask for uh, a picture, you know, but it is what it is. But I mean, all in all, after 16 months of not seeing a show, um, this was everything that I hoped it would be. So um, I had my first bout of ear ringing after the show. I've never had that happen. And in, in, in the concerts that I've been to, um, it finally went away about three o'clock today. So, but I was extremely happy. Yeah, I could I could feel how loud it was like yes. during the show. There there were some moments where I was like, "This is gonna hurt." Like, this is, yeah. gonna, this is going to have a negative impact on my life. <laughs> 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 and it's, the sad part was is that uh, when we were driving down, I opened up the middle console in the vehicle and I, I saw a, a bunch of uh, earplugs in there. I was like, "Yes, let me remember that." And of course, I did not remember that. I left the earplugs in the car uh, to go to the bar. Uh, beforehand and and definitely there were a few moments during the show with how loud it really was 
um, that I had regretted that. But I, I didn't have any issues today, although I, I definitely think I, I lost a, a little bit of drink last night. Um, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm so happy. We got a basically, and I think we talked about this before, we got a mini Stone Sour set, nine songs, I think, from Stone Sour, which is amazing, which is awesome. Uh, song number three is my favorite uh, Stone Sour song. I really enjoyed that. Um, I, I love to hear Snuff. And I, I thought the 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 trio of Black Eyes, Blue, Bother, and Through Glass was freaking phenomenal. Yeah, uh, a, a great way to end the opening set before the encore. He really didn't even need the encore at that part. No. I would have been perfectly happy ending on Black Eyes, Blue, Bother, and Through Glass. But he came back. They played four more songs um, with some shenanigans on the very last song of his crew uh, dressing up like the uh, Cherry Bombs. And coming out to dance, I thought that was pretty funny, yeah. which is what you expect to see on a final show. Um, but yeah, overall, man, it was it was a stellar show, a great comeback show. Very happy to have that. It's the first show of the year. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, and it sounded great. Um, you know, I've got a man crush on Corey Taylor. You know, I think he's he's phenomenal. He's awesome, and to see a solo set from him is is pretty flipping cool. So, um, yeah, I'm glad I'm happy. Concert season for me has begun. Um, and for you as well. So yeah, except I had to go, I have to go on a long break now and you get to go right back to it. Uh, yes. here in, what two days you get to go yeah. to another concert, two days going back to the bourbon to see dirty honey and joyous wolf. Um, <clears throat> I had not really listened to Joyous Wolf, but um, I checked some of it out today. And um, if you like Dirty Honey, I think you would like Joyous Wolf. Um, looks like they just have one album that's out, um, but I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine that works at the Bourbon, and I was asking her if it's going to be the same set that they had um, for Corey Taylor. And she was like, I don't know. I don't think so. Um, Corey Taylor was really specific about how he wanted the, the seating and all that thing to be set up. Um, and she said that actually when Steel Panther performed, it was, they had the whole front floor open, no seating. And then they had their normal table set up at the back, like they, you know, for previous concerts. So yeah, it'll be interesting. Go ahead. I guess... My question would be, what was specific about Corey Taylor? All they did was put in rows of seats. Right? Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's what he it. wanted. That's what he wanted was the front. The, he wanted seats down at the bottom. That's so weird. Yeah. Um, and then see, they, and they and they had the seats set up like on the first, the second, and third tiers. Yeah. As well, um, that's how he wanted that set up. Interesting. So. I was I was expecting pods and all we got were seats and I was yeah. pretty disappointed by that. We got we did get lucky and we should mention again we were at the very back of the bar uh, because we were drinking at the watering hole instead of going to the venue early. Um, and then when the cherry bombs ended, uh, there was a section on the floor that was set up as an apparatus for the cherry bombs. And when that when they ended, the apparatus started coming down and I was like a. My head was on a swivel, kind of looking around at things. And I started seeing some crew members with chairs, and I kind of yelled at Mike uh, that I think there's going to be some seats down there. And Mike was – you jumped on it. To your credit, yeah. you jumped on it. You jumped on it. You got in line. I was trying to tell Trey and Michael. Trey and Michael were just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they did not move. 
Trey was trying to tell me it's for a VIP section. I was like, no, it's, it's not for a VIP section uh, because I don't know where they'd be sitting uh, during the cherry bombs. Um, and, and so you were patient. You held strong. Uh, you went down there and got us a row of seats. And so instead of sitting in the very back of the bar in a standing room only where I'm sure drunken people probably talked through the entire Corey Taylor set, uh, yeah. we, we got to sit uh, basically, what, 10 rows? Not uh, even 10 rows. Yeah, so I mean, w- just within within I don't I, I don't know distance within the first ten rows of Corey Taylor, and the, the crowd was rocking. The girl in front of me uh, was nonstop dancing yes. uh, for an hour and a half. She did not stop. Her chair kept getting knocked into me, but it was okay. I'm not going to complain about a girl dancing in front of me. So it, it is <laughs> what it is. Right. I mean, again, just it was a phenomenal show. I mean, I, extremely happy. Um, perfect start to a father's day so father's yeah. day week and and two happy and father's two day. yeah happy father's day to you as well yeah thank you um mine was pretty low-key um you know my daughter worked today i had another daughter that went camping um the boy hung out in his room my eldest daughter was downstairs just hanging out so i, I was pretty much left alone you know and, nice. and i'm okay i'm okay with that you know yeah, yeah. a day of a day to just chill out especially after a concert so Sure. And the first one, I, I I know that I need to get my conditioning up. Um, I was very tired at, by the <laughs> end of the night. Um, I drove home, and luckily it was storming, um, so I had to pretty much that kept me awake. It was I storming. Didn't, I didn't yeah. know about that. Oh yeah, we had a ton of rain out here. Really? Um, yep. So I had to drive through that, so that helped keep me um, focused on the road. Instead of just off in La La Land, you know, which could have been bad news. Interesting. Yeah. So, well, obviously, there's a concert review, the first one of the season. Um, the first one ever of No Judgments Here. Exactly. First one ever. Good times. Well, I mean, that goes on now to our regularly scheduled programming. What do you got for us in the news? Yeah, so I've been kind of scattered with the news. There's been a lot happening just in other life, but I do have a lot right. of tours that we can go over. I don't really have news items this week, uh, but okay. so let, let me let me tell you about all the tours that have happened uh, since we last talked about. It. Obviously, last week we were very Rocklahoma centric. Yes. Uh, so during that time, tours and festivals that came about were the Pixies announced a tour. Uh, they're playing Kane's Ballroom; it's sold out. They're playing Omaha; it's sold out. Um, Rock Oklahoma has obviously announced POD announced a satellite tour. They're playing Omaha. I don't think they're coming in my area. Amigo the De- Devil uh, announced a really big tour. I'm pretty confident they're also playing Omaha. Uh, Judas Priest uh, announced their rescheduled 50th anniversary uh, tour dates. Closest they're coming for me is Oklahoma City. Uh, I'm trying to think where else. I think that's I think that's it. Um, you know, I, I was hoping to catch them on a festival. I don't need to see them on a headlining tour anymore. Counting Crows announced a tour that includes the Amp here in Rogers um, with two opening acts I've never heard of. Uh, I, I'd be down for Counting Crows if they had a cool uh, combo uh, co-headlining. I don't need to see Counting Crows with two people I don't know. So uh, no go on that. Uh, Jambalaya, which is a music festival that started in Texas. They've started branching out. Uh, they, they had a show at the amp two years ago they're actually coming back to the amp this year future headlines that particular uh uh tour festival 
I, I want to call it a festival. It, it's like a, it's like the old days of touring festivals where you, it's gotcha. not just a destination. You have like five or six dates uh, where you can, you know, have 20,000 people in the crowd and, and it goes on a small tour by itself. Like the old days of Ozfest, Lollapalooza Warp Tour, just right. not nearly as big where it's across the country. It's more uh, in Texas, Rogers of all places. And I see this year also branched out to a couple of dates on the West Coast and a couple of dates on the East Coast. But Future and a whole bunch of rappers who I've never heard of uh, are on that particular bill. Uh, a pretty cool tour, Toadies and Reverend Horton Heat announced a really long Toady, uh, toady uh, tour. Uh, the Toadies are playing uh, their big album, which uh, Rubberneck, uh, which I guess is all they do anymore because the last time I saw Toadies, they also They were doing album. Rubberneck, yeah. It wasn't yes. at, uh, yeah. at uh, what's it called? What's that place called? Was it George's? George's, yeah. Yeah. And that was like three years ago. So I, I guess the only time they tour anymore is to... to tour behind rubberneck uh which sucks for them because they do have a lot of good songs out there reverend horton heat is also doing an album but i can't recall what the name of the album is because i've never really listened to reverend horton heat uh joe bonamassa uh, as has announced a brand new tour uh exciting he's coming to fayetteville the walton arts center i skipped him last time because tickets were over a hundred dollars i looked at tickets again tickets are still over a hundred dollars i don't know what my work schedule is going to be in, a, in october which is when the date is. So at this point, I'm holding, I'm holding stats. Is that the proper term? I'm holding. I don't know. What I'm trying to say there. I'm not doing anything. I want to go, but I can't. Holding pat. Holding Thank you. pat. Damn it! I'm so close with holding stat. Some of this mic is going to be just my. Uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say. We'll we'll move on. Uh, okay. Andrew McMahon. Do you know Andrew McMahon, Mike? No clue. Okay. Uh, Andrew McMahon was in something corporate. He also had a, another side project called Jack's Mannequin. Um, oh, I I've heard of Jack's Mannequin. Of, yeah, I love some, Jack, some Jack's Mannequin. Well, he's going on a three pianos tour. I uh, don't think there's going to be three pianos on the set, though. Not sure why it's called that. He's also he's, he's bringing out a book of the same name. He announced a tour. Uh, he's going to be playing at the Bourbon there in Lincoln, I think, in November. I would love to see Andrew McMahon, but he never comes to my area. Um so I think he's going to be playing some something corporate songs. I think he's going to be playing some Jack's Mannequin songs. I think he's going to be playing some Andrew McMahon songs. Uh, so it would be a cool show to see, but not in my area. Black Label Society announced a big tour with uh, Overkill, I believe, is one of the opening acts. They're also coming uh -huh. to Lincoln. Lincoln got a whole bunch of shows, man. Yeah. Uh, Lincoln, Omaha area, really, really killing it. Rancid and Dropkick Murphys announced a tour uh, from the Bronx to Berkeley, or from Berkeley to Bronx, one of those two. Uh, with the Bronx opening up, uh, also playing Lincoln. Uh, if you're yep. in Lincoln, the weekend of August 14th, you can see Rancid and Dropkick Murphys on the streets in Lincoln on Friday night, and you can see Garth Brooks on Saturday night. What a combo that would be. Surely Garth Brooks is going to be there on Friday night to check out Rancid and Dropkick Murphys. Hopefully he gets back up on – hopefully he gets on stage, performs a song or two with – either one of the bands. I think it would be great for all, everybody. Um, and then some smaller tours. Uh, Incubus announced a five-date tour, which I'm disappointed did not include Rocklahoma and Faith No More announced uh, about four dates around their uh, not best per appearance in September. Wow. Um, I think that's all the dates, uh, all the tours I have. That's that's just in the last two weeks. It's been busy, and I probably left some out. Um, right. Oh, I, I do want to get to this. Well, first we'll do the Billboard. Uh, Mike, uh, your boys in Rise Against, their album debuted at number 39, mm -hmm. uh, you know, which is fine. Uh, the yeah. top the top 10 this week, Polo G, Mike. Polo Who? G. Polo G. I think he's a rapper. 
uh, his album is called Hall of Fame. It debuted at number one with 143,000 copies. Uh, number two is Migos. Uh, I guess they're only bringing out albums called Culture. Uh, this one is Culture 3, uh, so number two, Migos. Uh, number six, Twice. Uh, I think that's a K-pop uh, girl, which I believe is Korean. They're number six. Uh, Bo Burnham, who's a comedian, uh, is comes in at number seven. <laughs> Maroon 5 comes in at number eight with the new album out. Uh, I did not see Wolfgang Mammoth on there anywhere, uh, but I can tell you, uh, just an update from every single show that we've had, uh, since we started this, Morgan Wallen remains in the top five, Mike, no matter what. Number five, Jeez. Morgan Wallen. And finally, for my news of the week, I, I have to touch on what's happening in Europe in the summer of 2022. If you guys need to take a trip overseas, this next summer would be the year to do it. Hellfest, uh, which is happening in Germany, announced a seven-day festival. Hellfest, 350 bands over seven days. And if you look at the lineup, you may be like, I don't know 200 of these bands. Well, that's right. okay because you're going to know 150 of them. Um, and I just wrote down a couple of them. Metallica, Guns N' Roses, Nine Inch Nails, Scorpions, Whitesnake, Avenged Sevenfold, Corn, Judas Priest, Faith No More, Megadeth, Deep Purple, Deftones, Volbeat, Five Finger Death Punch, Offspring, Rise Against, Down. And then after that, there's... 330 other bands left to look at it's just yeah um, unbelievable lineup it's just stupid stupid yeah my son came in and he saw that and uh he's like oh so we're going to france i'm like Mm. uh no we're not oh yeah i I said germany it is in france that is correct i apologize that's all right but yeah i mean it's 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 insane i mean i suppose if it was a bucket list of concerts that would probably, or festivals, that would probably be the one that would be on there for sure. It would be um, gross. So <laughs> the, the the first three days are technically the 2020 version. Oh, okay. And the, and the last four days are the 2022 version. So the 2020 version has been sold out since 2019. So that, that three days is already sold out. Um, I expect the other four days to sell out also instantly Hellfest. I don't know how many people it holds, but it, it generally sells out promptly. Um, so for anybody who's really dreaming of possibly going to France for a seven-day festival, chances are very slim you're going to get those tickets. Now, the festival I want to attend, Mike, uh, and it's on my bucket list, I don't know if I'm ever going to get the chance to go there, is Rock Richter, uh, which is in Belgium. Uh, they do a slow crawl of a lineup release, but so far they've announced four bands. Those four bands would be Pearl Jam, Metallica, Faith No More, and 21 Pilots. Uh, I mean, so, sold right there. Hook me, yeah. hit me up. Uh, I would be all over that. Uh, Primavera uh, is happening. Massive. This is more of the indie uh, alt rock vibe. Massive Attack, Pavement, Tame Impala, Beck, The National, Strokes, Gorillas, Nick Cave, Lord, Yeah Yeah Yes, um, are on that. That's another seven day festival, two weekends, uh, trying to make up for the loss of 2020 and 2021. And then another good concert uh, festival I've seen so far is the Mad Cool Festival over in Europe. Uh, We're talking Metallica, 21 Pilots, Thrice, Fever 333, Imagine Dragons, Killers, Deftones, Highly Suspect, Muse, Faith No More, Kings of Leon, The Pixies, Royal Blood, The Struts, Dinosaur Pileup, and about 60 other bands. So um, I I think you're just going to continue to see this. 2022 in Europe is going to be 
unbelievable uh, as they're making up two lost summers of music festivals at that point. Right. And you, th- you got to think as well, because, I mean, there was a lot of bands that um, didn't really make American festivals this year mm-hmm. um, that 2022 is going to be pretty insane, I think, in the States as well. Yeah, I agree. Uh, obviously not really Rocklahoma, but uh, more so no. like the, the Coachella, the Lollapalooza, the Austin City Limits, the Bonnaroo, the Outside Lands, uh, the festivals like that who are really scrapping together a lineup, I think are going to just knock it out of the park next year. And I think yeah. I, I agree with you. I think it'll be something to behold once. And of course they're like six months away from starting to announce their lineup. So we have yeah. a very long ways away from that. Um, but we'll just dream about the European festivals until then. Right. Exactly. And then the last well, thing I'll say is uh, the, the Walmart amp, Mike, here in Rogers state, we're up to 25 concerts now. So man, that's awesome. Why don't you, why don't you, that is great. Why don't you run through those for me? Oh, let me get let me get some. I can tell you that the season starts next Saturday, Mike, with Chicago in town uh, for a Chicago's greatest hits. Okay. Uh, last year, I believe Rick Springfield was opening up for them. I don't know what Rick Springfield is doing this year, but he decided he could not be a part of this tour. So now it's just going to be a greatest hits um, of Chicago. My dad really wants to go. I just don't. I don't think that can happen, so I'm not going. It is on Groupon right now for yeah. uh, uh, for uh, I'm, I'm trying to think uh, for $20 lawn tickets, but I don't think my dad can sit in the lawn either. Um, so we're, we're probably just not going to go to it. And please hold as I try to get to Walton Art Center. Just one moment, do a little Jeopardy theme for me. It usually helps. Do, 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 do. That's very good. Okay, we got it. So in right, Evening sweet. with Chicago and the Greatest Hits on June 25th, Lindsey Sterling, the beautiful Lindsey Sterling on July 27th, uh, Fish, which is uh, one of two sold-out concerts July 28th, their first performance ever in Arkansas, Lady A, the former, a.k.a. Lady Annabellum, uh, happening on August 7th. Uh, the Black Crows and Dirty Honey, uh, which I currently have Groupon tickets to on August 10th. Uh, the Avett Brothers with Robert Earl Keane on August 13th. The Linus Moore set with Garbage and Liz Fair, which I currently have uh, tickets to August 14th. Uh, Chris Tomlin on August 19th. Luke Bryan on August 27th. Jim Gaffigan on August 28th. Uh, tour that was just announced this week was Trippy Red. Trippy Red, Mike. Who's Trippy that? Red. Yeah, I don't know. August 29th. Okay. Uh, Jambalaya, again, which is Future, Gunna, The Kid Leroy, Little Tekka, Flo Millie, Sofago, Fora, uh, Spote Magadam, Trey the True, Seco P, Metro Mars, Mike Dimes with DJ Mr. Rogers. That's you know what I heard? Else. Do you yeah, know what I heard that whole entire time? Go wah, ahead. wah, 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 <laughs> wah, 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 wah. <laughs> yeah. Moving on. That's going to sell out. It's not sold out yet. September 3rd. Uh, that's the same weekend as Rocklahoma, so we will not be there. Oh. Uh, Jason Aldean, September 9th. Brother Osborne, September 17th. Count on Crows on September 18th. Megadeth and Lamb of God, September 22nd. Three Doors Down and See There, September 24th. Shine Down with the Struts in 0936, September 26th. A sold-out Machine Gun Kelly on October 2nd. Thomas Rhett on October 3rd. Dave Matthews been on October 13th. Need to Breathe, October 19th. The Jonas Brothers, October 21st. Derek's Bentley, October 22nd. And 
the final show currently, Slipknot, Kill Switch Engage, Fever 333, and Code Orange, which I also have Groupon tickets to October 26. Uh, so I'm yeah. pretty impressed that they were able to get uh, basically a full season in, uh, 25 shows, because it, it all came very late in the game. So yeah, um, if, you, if you're a fan of music here in Northwest Arkansas, you got to be happy with what you see there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm kind of jealous, because that's like, what, 20 minutes from your house? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Right around there. And and like you said, you've gotten a lot of your tickets on Groupon, which is always cheaper. Yes. Um. So yeah, I mean, part of the reason why I said last night that I wanted to try to talk Kathy into moving to Fayetteville, um, just because of the fact that you've got that venue that's right there. You got George's that you know get some pretty decent shows in there, and you know you're not that far from Oklahoma City, um, mm-hmm. Little Rock you know, still get some pretty decent shows every once in a while. Um, So it's it's Tulsa as well, you know, so it's like it's center. Um, But then she reminded me, well, you were saying yourself that there's usually concerts going on every night of the week in Minneapolis. So it's a good argument. Yeah, it was a good argument. Um, I don't know why she's more, you know, open to moving to the cold as she is opposed to moving to Fayetteville, which doesn't get super, super hot. Um, you know, so I, I don't know. Women. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Okay. That is what it is. So that's, well, that's all the tours and all the news for this week. It um, is. Which then brings us to Concert your... history. Will's concert history. Will's concert history. It's my, it's my, it's my yeah. concert history. Boom. Nah, 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 nah. With a spattering of mics. Which there isn't any this week. Okay. Well, so much for that. Uh, Mike, yeah. we left out uh, my last week's uh, concert uh, yeah. memories, which would have included a whole bunch of Bonnaroo. So I guess it's okay that we. Skipped over that um, because I did go to Bonnaroo six years or seven years, one of the two. So it's kind of a short list. Um, in the middle of June, it is a little kind of a downtime. Uh, so we'll go through this list on 616. I think it was 2019 because I did not write the year. It may have been 2018. Uh, U2 uh, doing the Joshua Tree Tour. Uh, Erica, the wife, and I may have been 2017. I can't remember now. Uh, we went to Louisville, Kentucky to see U2 in One Republic. Um, at the Papa John's Stadium, which I don't think it's called Papa John's Stadium anymore. Uh, massive crowd of approximately 55,000 people. We had nice floor tickets. Um, it was an awesome show. It was sweltering hot. It was so hot. Um, but once you got past the heat uh, that you kind of expect in June, um, you two put on a, just a unbelievable show for the Joshua Tree. Played full. Uh, the best U2 album there is uh, with the three best songs that they have under their uh, uh, history resume uh, with or without you, the streets have no name and I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Uh, so that was a great one. One Republic was okay as an opener, but I could have used somebody else, but I think that was the first time I've ever seen one Republic. So I can at least knock them off the list there. Uh, in 2014, Mike, I flew to Canada by myself uh, to see amnesia rock fest which is a two-day music festival. It no longer exists, so I'm glad I got to see it when I did. Um, on this particular year, I actually just got a concert poster for it last week. Um, it, was really? not the size, it was not the size I was looking for, but it's still cool to have. 
and I'll get to framing it at some point. But uh, it's it was Blink One Eighty Two headlining one night, uh, Motley Crue headlining the next night, uh, and then you had Weezer, Allison Chains, Megadeth, Philly Talent, Danzig, Primus, Five Finger Death Punch, No FX, Cypress Hill, A Day to Remember, Mastodon, The Used. Uh, the Gaslight Anthem, Me First and the Gimme Gimmies, uh, Big Wig, Real Big Fish, Goldfinger, um, Anti-Flag, Black Flag, Fear, The Dead Kennedys, The Misfits, The Suicidal Tendencies, Joan Jett and the Bl- Blackhearts, Brand New, Taking Back Sunday, Mashuga, Cradle of Filth, Cannibal Corpse, uh, Reverend Horton Heat, Henry Rollins did a spoken word, I re- recall that, Fishbone, The Vandals, Alkaline Trio, uh, No Use for Name, and the list goes on and on and on. So it was a pretty awesome combo of punk rock metal i mean whatever kind of rock that you listen to uh, you got it in this particular show so it was it was pretty cool uh yeah no it was i remember you going to that yeah no effects <clears throat> sold it a five finger death punch throughout their entire set and it really pissed off ivan moody um he took exception to that when he came on stage after listening to no effects they kept making fun of the band name uh, five finger death punch which is pretty easy to do Yes. Um, um, and No Effects always puts on a good show. Lots of naked women when No Effects performs. If you've never seen No Effects in concert before, uh, but it was, it was a really good time. Uh, a, I, I've been through a, I've been to a few festivals by myself throughout the years. Uh, the first time I've ever gone to Canada for a festival by myself. So, good times. Yeah, I bet. Um, let's see. Moving on, we got six eighteen of two thousand eleven. Mike, I went to Peter Gabriel uh, by myself, also Kansas City at the Starlight Theater. Uh, it's the only time I've ever seen Mr. Gabriel. On six fourteen two thousand eight, Alkaline Trio played in Little Rock. Um, I was a big fan of Alkaline Trio at this particular time, even though the album that I really loved from uh, Alkaline Trio, which was called Crimson. Uh, I think they only played one song from it, so I didn't really know any other mm-hmm. tunes. Uh, so that was unfortunate, but still an okay show. On 6-19-2008, I went and saw The Spill Canvas, um, who I don't really know who they are. I went yeah. with a couple of people. Um, and Dave Morris was also playing at Vino's on this particular night um, for his band. Uh, so we, we went and dropped the ladies off at the Spill Canvas show. We went to watch Dave's band. We came back for the Spill Canvas. I really don't recall anything about that concert, but it is a concert. I'm counting it. I don't care. Uh, 6-13-2007, Mike, I went and saw Clutch at the New nice. Daisy Theater. This is when, I think this was still when From Bill Street to Oblivion, they were still touring behind that album. That album, is, to me, is one of the great best albums of the last 20 years. Uh, yep. So I've freaking love that concert uh this the next week i went and saw blacklight burns uh which is west borland side project uh blacklight burns if you never heard their first album uh, i believe it's called cruel melody amazing album from front to back it's just phenomenal phenomenal album uh so i was really happy to see blacklight burns west borland in a small club in little rock arkansas i thought that was great went with uh, both of those concerts I went with my buddy josh too uh 615 through 615 2006 was one of my bonnaroo trips uh this was headlined by radiohead this particular year this radio set in 2006 is widely regarded to be one of the greatest sets ever to be performed at bonnaroo you know i'll just throw that really? in there yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, really? Four, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. 614 in 2005, uh, me and Ruth Marino went and <laughs> saw Rat, Cinderella, and Quiet Riot at Purging Center in Lincoln. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I don't recall much. The only thing I really recall about this show is that there was like 500 people there. 
it was a really, really small crowd inside Persian <laughs> Auditorium. It was it was not fit for Persian. I can tell you that. Um, Cinderella put on the best show because they were the best band of that. I think there was a fourth band, but I don't think we got there in time to see them. Um, so uh, you know, always anytime I can see some '80s bands, I'm always into it. Even back in 2005, back in 2004, 620, 2004, um, it, I think it was a, at this point, we were either a year or two after Dave Chappelle just abruptly quit his Comedy Central show. Uh, this was his return tour uh, to the lime, the, the, the limelight. Is that right? Limelight. Uh, so Dave Chappelle, I saw in Omaha in 2004 at, on June 20th. On 2001, June 20th, I saw Radiohead at red rocks uh it was a great show uh this is my first ever show at radio at red rocks and i think it's a pretty cool band uh, for your first show ever to have at red rocks so really good time uh the very next day 621 of 01 i saw Ozfest 2001 uh amazing lineup uh, to go from radiohead at red rocks to Ozfest is a pretty big jolt uh, yeah. black sabbath marilyn manson slipknot papa roach disturbed Lincoln Park, Crazy Town, American Head Charge, Mudvayne, Taproot, Hate Greed, Nonpoint, Drowning Pool. I'm just going to tell you, basically in 2001, those are like 15 of my favorite bands. Yeah. Um, so for me, this was just, I mean, every year the Ozfest happened was just a dream for me, man. I, I just love those festivals. The best one day music festival there could be was each year was Ozfest from 97 to 2003 ish. And then to end, uh, 620 of 1998. I saw the boys in Limp Biscuit, Incubus, and Cold. Um, this was a makeup show for Limp Biscuit. We had tickets to see them in April with Seven Dust and Clutch. Um, they did not show up to the Seven Dust and Clutch show. They rescheduled with Incubus and Cold opening up. And at the, this particular show, they were handing out flyers for a show happening the next week at the New Daisy in Memphis, which was Snot and System of a Down. Um, so really three three tours there who ended up being bands that I love for the rest of my life. Um, Seven Dust and Clutch, and then Limp Biscuit, Incubus and Cold, and then System Down and, and Snot happening in about a two-month time frame there at the New Daisy Theater in, in Memphis, Tennessee, which is pretty awesome. And that yeah, is. ends my concert history for 614 through 620. Where's concerts? Where's concerts? Where's concert history? Nice. Yeah. I mean, always um, impressive who you've seen and when you've seen them. And again, it, all it does is just make me jealous and wish that I would have kept track of every single show that I've yeah, been to yeah, in my life. Yeah, it's a good segue because you still can. Concertarchives.com, I think. They also yep. have their own app. Get on there. Check it out. See if you can put oh, yeah. down some shows. Uh, I added add... the Corey Taylor one last night. Ah, so. very nice. Quick work, quick work. I yep. wanted to start. I want them to start just adding. They should. They should be in my phone at this point, like every other app is, and they should uh -huh. just know that I was at the Corey Taylor show and just add it for me, so I don't have to do the work. <laughs> right. Yeah. Nice. Well, this is usually the point in the show where we uh, review um, shitty albums from good bands. Um, if I recall, we were, you were going to make me listen to Lulu. Yeah. Which was the uh, the horrible collaboration between Lou Reed and Metallica? Yeah. Um, I did not listen to it. Um, mm. You did. I listened to forty five minutes of it. I went on a forty five minute walk, and for my walk, I listened to Lulu, and it was just awful. I mean, it <laughs> is. 
Yeah, I just I don't get it. I don't I don't know what they were thinking. I don't know how they how they listened back to it. And it's like, yeah, let's go ahead and release it. Like uh, Lou Reed's doing like spoken word throughout the entire thing, and Metallica's doing their kind of usual Metallica thing. Maybe not as heavy as usual, but I mean, the band definitely sounds like Metallica. James Hetfield, every time he sang, was it was just cringeworthy. It was, I mean, it's so so bad. And I'm guessing, well, I, I so I got through. I think I think there's ten tracks. It's an hour and twenty minutes long. What? Which, yeah, but I think the last song is like nineteen minutes long, which is why it got to that point. Because I actually got through eight of the songs on my walk, and I was just like, "This is absolutely horrendous. Uh, just a horrendous album to listen to." Um, I will never listen to it again. Uh, that was my challenge for the month, and I am done. And I will never ever. I, I don't think after I listened to it that I had ever listened to it. I think that was my first time. That was my really? first experience. Yeah, because yeah, I've totally, I've, yeah, I've somehow managed to stay away from that album. When was it released? I mean, I mean that was like early mid two thousands, wasn't it? It was released right around the same time as Saint Anger. So that like Metallica was really on a struggle bus there. I'm pulling it up. Oh, October 2011. Yeah. Wow, I didn't realize it was only 10 years ago. Yeah. No, it's still good. It's no good. I got down to the song Little Dog. Um, yeah, it's... You, know, it's you actually only had two, two, well, two songs left, but that was 30 minutes of it. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't get, I couldn't do it. Once the okay. walk was o- once the walk was over, Lulu was over from my life. Gotcha. Um, let's see. Debuted at number thirty six on the Billboard two hundred with first week sales of only thirteen thousand copies. Um, let's see. Just looking at some of the review scores. All music gave it three out of five. Consequence of sound gave it an F. Mm-hmm. Daily Telegraph, Telegraph gave it three out of five. Entertainment Weekly gave it a D. Mm-hmm. The Guardian two out of five. Mm-hmm. Um, the Montreal Gazette gave it five out of five stars. <laughs> um, <laughs> fucking Canadians. Yeah, um, they're Pitch just Fort, they're, they're just so nice. Pitchfork gave it a one out of ten. Mm. Uh, Rolling Stone, <laughs> fucking Rolling Stone. Uh, Three out of five. Well, three out of five is still 60%, if my math is correct. So that's still a D. Yeah, but that's still over. It's too high. It's too high. It's too high. Yeah. Spin, too high. spin gave it six out of 10. Metacritic, 45 out of 100. Yeah, 45 out of 100, I think, makes the most sense. For all those reviews, giving it six out of 10, I, I just don't. A sixty percent. I don't know how you give it a sixty percent. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know where. I don't know where it comes from. You're, you're looking at something else. I mean, sometimes I'm you just gotta. At, I'm looking yeah, at wiki. Yeah, music is music, and right. uh, you, you've got to know if something's trash. There's you just can't. Yeah, I think you're digging too deep <laughs> to to look for praise if you listen to that and you're like, yeah, it's a three out of five. Yeah, I I don't know. Um, yeah. I mean, we've spent too much time on it already. Yeah. So let's, we'll never uh, listen to it again. It's no matter how many, 
how no matter how many crappy albums we do in this series, nothing's ever going to top Lulu. You don't think so? No, unless we go to like Millie Vanilli, or you know, we just go off hey, the spectrum. Millie Vanilli is a good fucking album. What it's, about their follow up? Their follow up was trash. Okay, here we go. What about the return after the follow up? I don't know. I think it was even hey, worse. Speaking of Millie Vanilli, uh, and not speaking about them at all, Hanson. Uh, I didn't mention this, but Hanson. Hanson Hans, has has announced eight dates at Kane's Ballroom. They're basically doing like a uh, a residency at Kane's Ballroom, and what? I think I hope my brother is on top of this because they're also playing part of the eight residents shows. They're they're doing like their albums in full, plus greatest hits. So if you're in the Tulsa area, Kane's Ballroom. Over the next three months, Hanson, eight shows. It's going to be awesome. Get well, we're, we're going to need Michael to go to all eight of those shows. Or at least one. No, he's got to go to I all think, eight. We need well, to correspond it. Well, I mean, we would have to pay for it at that point. Oh, shit. If, well, mean, then, if, that, if that's what's happening. Let me check the, let me check the, the, the treasury yeah, and see yeah, if there's anything in there. Check the budget. Check the right. budget. See if we can afford that. Uh, after a quick search, no. No. Um, okay. Well, so I, I, I guess speaking of Millie Vanilli and then mm-hmm. going to Hanson, I mean, how how did that work? Oh, uh, we were mentioning somebody awful, and then you know a lot of people oh. think Hanson is awful. So I just I don't think Hanson's awful. I I, I have no issues with Hanson, but it, it just felt like we were on that kind of music sideline, and so I okay. just it just came to my head. Okay, all right, I'll allow it. <laughs> Hey Mike, we well, didn't have a we didn't have a list this week, but if we were to make one immediately right now, okay, surely we should have known that Father's Day was happening. We should have had a Father's Day playlist. Can you provide me with five solid songs about fathers? <laughs> was this was this father in the title? Well, that or was just songs that was, about songs about dads. That was my original thought, but then I thought of a, an obvious song that's about dads, and then it has nothing. It's not in the song title at all, and I'm sure you would come up with the same t- song if you think about it. Um, but but yeah, my original thought was songs with dad or father in the title. But then I was like, well, just just about dads, the the father child relationship. Oh well, I mean, obviously, I think the obvious one's Cats in the Cradle. There you go. Yeah, that's correct. And then uh, there's a Zach Brown song. Was it Me and My Old Man? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, number three, let's see. Um, Butterfly Kisses. Okay. There you that, go. That's a song, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a good wedding song. Father of Mine by Everclear. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Father of Mine. Uh, Father Figure is that George Michael or Madonna? Yeah, but that's not a that's George Michael. But that <laughs> okay. don't think that's a. How about uh, Papa? That's how about a, Papa Don't Preach by Madonna? Nah, I. I <laughs> good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> what about What about Daddy by Corn? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a good one. Uh, uh, how about? Um, 
Oh, you know what? Uh, so I started. Pearl and I made the decision for every Father's Day we're going to li- we're going to watch the movie Three Men and a Baby because I strive to be like Tom Selleck. I want to be like a combination of Tom Selleck, Ted Danson, and Steve Gutenberg. Yeah. And so, and but there's a song in that movie by Peter Cetera called Daddy's Girl, and boom. I'm all about that. That's getting on my uh, my my Father's Day playlist from the for the rest of time. A little Peter Cetera can't go wrong with that. No, I mean Peter Cetera. Yeah, I mean Peter Cetera. Yeah. I mean for sure. Yeah, how about sure. my father? How about my father? I just happened to Google it just because okay. uh, my father's eyes. Eric Clapton. There you go. That's a good one. That's a good Papa one. was a Papa was a Rolling Stone. That's also good. They do have Papa Don't Preach on here. That's a good one. Um, the game, like father, like son. I don't know Never that. One. Heard it? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that one. Bruce Springsteen, my father's house. No, 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 I don't know that one. Um, Queen, father to son. I don't. Know I don't that know that one. Got that Cats one. in the Cradle. Um, Jay Z, Glory. Oh, baby, I'll paint. Okay, because it's about Blue Ivy. Um, Madonna, Oh Father. I don't know that one either. John Mayer, Daughters. That's a good song. Um, I like that song. That's a pretty good song. Billy Ray Cyrus and Miley Cyrus, I Learned From You. Oh, I bet that one's a crusher. I bet that one's a really great one. I'm surprised you don't know it. Um, <laughs> you, went through a, you went through a Miley phase. I did um, like some Miley, absolutely. Yeah, Luther Vandross, Dance With My Father. That's a good one. That's, that's, yeah. one, that's one of those wedding songs. That's a wedding tune. Yeah. Um, Beyonce, Beyonce, Daddy. That sounds more sexual than something no, else. No, no, no. She recalls her fondest memories of being a daddy's girl. Oh, well, don't I feel awkward now? Well, yeah, you do. Uh, Keith Urban, Song for Dad. Can't say that I ever heard it. No, I don't know that one. Reba McIntyre, The Greatest Man I Never Knew. That didn't sound like a positive song at all. No. Um, Stevie Wonder, Isn't She Lovely? Now that sounds about uh, his daughter. His daughter, yeah. I didn't know that. Uh huh. James Brown, Papa, don't take no mess. That sounds weird. Oh man, you're gonna blow. This is gonna blow your mind because you didn't think about it. Go Will ahead. Smith, just the two of us. See, I guess some songs I'm not aware of the father relationship. I I, I would have to listen to that song again. Yeah. I got to I got to make sure I understand the difference between what a uh, what is a relationship song versus what is a father child song I guess. Right. Uh, well, beats me. Yeah. Birdman. Stunting like my daddy. And Birdman is Little Wayne's father, is that correct? Uh, father figure. Father figure, not not yeah. related. Not, not related. Nope. Uh, I didn't know that. Well, that's all I got for that. All right. Well, there's that's an impromptu the, list. It is, yeah, that's good. I want to hear just okay. the two of us now. Hold on. Hold on. But this is a cover song, right? I mean, who's saying just the two of us? I don't know. But just you got to listen to the lyrics. Not the chorus. Just you got. He's talking about his son. Yeah, there's my old man by Zach Brown. That's yeah. a it's an okay track. I felt like it was a little like forced. It. Yeah. The 
This is like a Stevie Wonder song, right? Is it not? Am I wrong about that? I don't know. Oh, yeah, right there. From the first time the doctor laid you in my arms. Well, shows how much I know about my Will Smith lyrics. It's Grover Washington Jr., just the two of us, featuring Bill Withers. Oh, well, I was way off. I clearly don't know my cover songs. Hey, okay. speaking of speaking of poor uh, cover songs, uh, there was a couple. Um, Alanis Morissette and Willie Nelson did a cover of... Oh, shit. Damn it. Give me some Willie tunes. One of the Willie's biggest hits. And now don't my mind's blown. Baby, grow up to be cowboys. I don't. I don't think um, that was it. Hold on, Alanis, where are you, Alanis? With Willie on the road again. On the road again. How do you think that sounds? Yeah, Why do you think it? Do you think it's needed? Do you think Alanis Morissette, Willie Nelson need to give us? Oh boy. Just can't wait to get on the road again. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to get on the road again. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll move on. We'll move, we'll move on. <laughs> wow. Yeah. On the road again. Yeah. Uh, now, Trey did give uh, me a, 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 a list opportunity of naming based off of the three headliners of Rocklahoma the five best albums from those three artists. So like number one could be one band, number two could be another band, number three, number four, yes. number five, so on and so forth. That's correct. Obviously Limp Bizkit don't have five albums. Yeah. Um so you could okay. just put, you could that, put all that, slipknot in there. That, yeah you could. That'll yeah. be on that'll be the one for next week. Okay. So, okay. So, and then in regards to Rob Zombie, then, are you able to include White Zombie albums? Yes, you are able to include White Zombie albums. Okay. All right. Well, that'll be our list for next week. Okay. But since we don't have a list for this week, well, we just did a list. But hey, we should mention because I don't think we did. uh, Trey and Michael were also with us at the Gary Taylor show. I do want to point that out. They both also had a great time. Uh, great reviews. I already saw their posts on social media. Thanks to Trey and Michael for making the trip possible. It was a great time. Yeah, it was definitely. It was. Uh, I was glad that they were able to come up with you. Um, it was. It was good to see Trey again, and your brother as well. Um, you know, had a great time. So you know, just even you know the the pre party, which had a couple of other special guests. Yeah, special um, guest. How much? Um, I like that. Yeah. Um, able to see dg because uh the last time that i saw dg was i think the last time that you saw him as well which was his daughter's wedding yeah so it had been over a year since we had or close to a year since we had seen him so it's always great to catch up with him and then to see a ever elusive creature kind of like our cupacabra our unicorn um bigfoot um aka shane perry um showed up which was was a shock um it was good to see him. It had probably been over 10 years since I had seen him. That's maybe even, crazy. Maybe even closer to 15. Are you serious? Well, no, I guess I, you say you claim I saw him at your wedding. Yes, um, that is correct. Absolutely. I don't. I don't. And you got married in 2011. 2011. Okay. Yeah. Um, so 10 years. Okay. Wow. That's nuts. Yeah, I was, I was happy to see him. Glad he, glad he made it out. 
Yeah. I, I, I meant to send him a note today to thank him for showing his face in public one yes. time. Because we don't know nice. we don't know when it will happen again. It'll probably be another ten years for me. <laughs> Hopefully that's not correct. We'll yeah. See. Um my better half was absolutely floored when she found out he was there. <laughs> um she could not believe it. Um she did ask the the question of did he say goodbye? <laughs> um, and the no. answer was a no. No, no, no. He, no. he walked out. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, hey, I'm glad to see that nothing's changed. Um, yeah. It was good to catch up with him. So that was always nice. Um, great times. Again, we can't harp on it enough. I can't wait till our next excursion um, here in the next month and a half. Yeah. So I'm pretty pumped about that. Uh, moving on to our album reviews. Um, very interesting choices this week. Um, I think we'll start off with um, the Mammoth WVH album. Mm-hmm. Um, for those that don't know, um, that is the group that is Wolfgang Van Halen, the son of Eddie Van Halen. Um, Come to find out that he did all of, I did not know this, and maybe you might have told me this, but he did all the instruments on this album yeah, himself. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, here's something else. Do you know where the name Mammoth comes from? Uh, that was Van Halen's first name before Van Halen, right? Yes, it was. Yeah. I was kind of hoping to stump you on that one, but then I just remembered that you are a Van Halen expert. So yeah. um, what did you think of this album? Uh, so far, I've enjoyed it. I haven't got to. I haven't really got to like sit down and focus on it, but I have, you know, turned it on, and I've probably listened to it three or four times now. Uh-huh. I, I think it's a. I think it's a really good album. Uh, the the beginning of the album really gets to me, and then I, I feel like my focus kind of loses grasp toward the back end of the album. So I need really need to get, start getting into those two. It, it's what we're looking for, Mike. It's fourteen songs, fifty eight minutes. I I don't yeah. mean to keep harping on that, but because we get so many albums thirty minutes below. Uh, it, it's become like a focal point for anybody that releases an album. I know this this album took forever to come out. I, I feel like it's been a decade in waiting uh, for this album. We, we've been hearing about Wolfgang doing his own thing for a really long time at this point. Um, and I guess it took you know his dad you know battling the cancer and then uh, passing away for it to finally uh, take the finish line. Uh, but Mr. Ed is a really cool. Pretty sure it's a tribute to Mr. Uh, Eddie Van Halen. I think Corby Lee Wright is a really good song. Uh, Don't Back Down, a really good song. Uh, Mammoth and Circles, I believe, are the other ones that I've dug so far. Um, but to, you know, I, I think it's a strong album. I think uh, you know he clearly has the pedigree uh, from his dad and his uncle of making good rock music. And I think the sky's the limit for as long as, Ma- as Wolfgang wants to make this happen. He can do it. Um, I, I, you know, I, I'd like to see where where this takes him. Obviously, he's got a great opening act. I mean, you talk about <laughs> you know coming out of the gate, you get to open up the Guns N' Roses tour. I mean, that's that's a hell of a way to debut your band, right? Um, so he, he's gonna have he's gonna have every opportunity in the world to succeed, and I'm I'm hoping that he does. Yeah, me too. Um, you know, our buddy Trey absolutely loves this album. Yes. Um, and 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 it's growing on me. At first, I didn't think I didn't really think too much about it and you know kind of going back over the last couple of listens and um i i I like a lot of the songs on there um don't back down Uh, but for me i think the best song on there is um the first the first single the with distance 
yeah, um, is a great song. You know, it at is. first I was like, hey, you know, I don't know, I don't know, and then I actually watched the music. Have you seen the music video for that? Uh, I don't think I have. Um, you it should, doesn't ring you a bell. Should, you should see it because it's really the whole video is just clips of him growing up and with his dad, you know, and with this song being about his dad. Um, it really hits home, you know, to just to see the impact and the relationship between those two. And, you know, it, it pretty powerful stuff. And uh, I just, again, I love the album. I mean, it's it's got a lot of everything on there, really different styles of, of that. I mean, it, it blends well. Um, you're not put off by kind of the different shifts, you know, with mm-hmm. trying to maybe do a little bit of prog and then, you know, some other stuff on there. I mean, it, it was good. I mean, I really enjoyed it. Um, it actually is in the top five for me now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it just keeps getting better every time I listen to it. So, yeah, I need, uh, I need to give it more listens. I, I listen, I've been listening to a lot of Corey Taylor and, uh, mm-hmm. Olivia Rodrigo, uh, yeah. over, the last, over the last two weeks. Um, and so I just need to sit down and give Mammoth the proper, one to listen to so hopefully i can do that in the next week or two to let it move up the charts yes i've been listening to it just off and on throughout the week and um really the kind of last week and a half i avoided all Corey taylor stuff i tend to do that when i go um to concerts i tried to avoid listening to that artist just because i kind of want it fresh in my mind for the show interesting Um, i'm completely opposite I, I try to get like the the two weeks leading up to the concert is basically that I'm only listening to the artist basically for, for the most really? part. Yeah. yeah. See, I'm, I'm the exact opposite. It's just cause I, I don't want to be, I want to be excited by what's coming next on stage. And if I've listened to say black eyes blue by Corey Taylor 26 times in the last week, I'm not going to be as excited when those first notes of that song hit. Interesting. So that's just kind of how I do do with my concert listening, but whatever. But this, yeah, like you said, opening up for Guns N' Roses, I wish we were getting him on Rock Bahama yes. or that Guns N' Roses was going to be somewhere relatively close to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just because I would like to see Guns N' Roses again. But, you know, it is what it is. But as for where this falls in my rankings, I actually put this at number five. Um, I bumped Pretty Reckless out of the top five to number six, but I really, I really enjoy this album. It's, it's, it's a good one. So that brings us to our next album, um, which is Olivia Rodrigo. Um, I wasn't quite sure who this chick was or Mm -hmm. woman. Um, I shouldn't use that word chick. Um, It is. I, I apologize. Um, this was released on May 21st, 2021. Um, <laughs> I'm going to shock you here. Go ahead. I, I really like this album. There we go. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> the opening track, uh, I, I can't get enough of it. Brutal. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's fucking great. It could be the greatest pop punk song. <laughs> that I that I have heard, um, it is phenomenal, um, and it's just not because of that album. I mean, 
the whole entire thing. Um, Trader, driver's license, one step forward, three steps back. I really like Good For You, Deja Vu. Uh, The lyrics on this album are so personal. Yes. You know, I mean, and I was talking with with my daughters because they really like her. Um, And one of them's like, I knew you would like this album. And I'm like, why? And they're like, because she kind of writes like Taylor Swift. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and and both of us kind of have a love for Taylor Swift. Um, So, yeah, it's too short. I mean, it's 34 minutes long, 35 minutes long. Yeah. But I listened to this. I, I listened to this twice on the way home last night. Oh, there we go. Look at you. <laughs> Seriously. Um, I left Lincoln listening to it, and then it was done. And so I listened to a couple other things, and then I hit, you know, Grand Island, which is about 40 minutes from my house. I'm like, I'm going to listen to this album again. <laughs> and then I listened to it again tonight. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, there it is. My uh, my admission, my That's... deep, my deep dark secret. I was this... curious after I listened to it the first time, Mike. I was like, I don't know how Mike's not going to like this album. That's how good. <laughs> that's that's how good of an album it is. And like even Trey has been dog cussing this album. I was like, I'm telling you, yeah. Yeah. if you listen to this album one time, you're not going to dislike it. It's it's a breakup album, and I love break. I love <laughs> yeah. a good breakup album. Um, and every single song, like you said, is personal. Um, it's just, man, it's just one song after another of just catchy, catchy pop singles, man. Yeah. And it's like, I, I agree with you on Brutal. I think it's an outstanding song, but my favorite song on here, and the one that really drove me over the edge was Good For You. I think it's just a freaking, yeah. everything about that song is just did you, pop perfection almost. So what did you think of? Did you think of another band when you heard Good For You? No, I don't think so. I'm going to, I'm going to Paramore. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I yeah. didn't think that. I mean, I can see that, but I did not think that. I, w- I was talking to, so I played this for Trade Michael on the way up to Nebraska. They didn't seem impressed, but I think they were, you know, in, in they, were, they were, they were probably singing the song to themselves at that point. Right. But I let them know, I believe this right now, this is the number one rock song in America is good for you. Um, I mean, it, it is a poppy, it's more poppy. So I, I, I don't know how it makes it to the rock category, um, but it, it's, it's a really great song. And I also, once I started listening to this album and I listened to it again, then I listened to it again, then I listened to it again. So then I went down the Olivia Rodrigo, uh, video um, for each one of her songs. I don't understand any of her videos whatsoever. I find them very confusing versus what the subject of the song matter is, but I, I'm glad that she has like 18 videos out there for these songs. Um, really? Yeah. I and I, I, I didn't, uh, I didn't really pay much attention. So driver's license so far has been the biggest song of the year by far. Um, it's just dominated the charts. And, um, you know, I, I remember watching the Saturday night live skit of driver's license. I don't, I don't know if you ever saw that, but they uh-huh. it's a bunch of dudes playing pool and they turn on this song on the jukebox. And next thing you know, they're all singing it together. Um, that was really the first time I gave driver's license attention. 
Um, it, but it really wasn't until I saw the video uh, that I really started liking the song. So there's one video, even though I don't think the video really goes with the song, but the, the video made me like the song more. And then when I, li- when I listened to the Driver's License song within this album, it made me like Driver's License even more. So to me, it's uh, it's good for you. It's brutal. And then it's Driver's License and Deja Vu is also a, a great song. Enough for You is a great song. Happier is a great song. It's a fantastic album, Mike. And I'm telling you, it's trying to knock Royal Blood off the top of the charts for me. Uh, like it's, really? it's it's real close. It's real, real close between Royal Blood and Olivia Rodrigo for number one in my in my uh, rankings right now. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's not that high for me. Um, it's not in the top five. Okay. But so I you mean, like I, Mammoth better than Olivia Rodrigo? I do. Okay. I do. I do. Um, I just think that, yeah, for my taste and everything like that, yeah, it's just, I'm a rock guy. I've always been a rock, you know, except for obviously I like hip hop as well, but old hip hop. Um, but I just don't, it's just, it's, I don't know. I just don't think that it, for me, it's just a top five, not a top five. Yeah, um, I forgot what else I was going to say about that. Um, I, I'm 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 holding on to Royal Blood at number one, but Olivia gets number two right now. Really? Well, yeah. I mean, again, you know, three show. It's it's good stuff. I ain't gonna lie, it's good. But I'm just, it's not something that I'm going to list to probably outside of, and only list to it twice because of the fact that we're going to be reviewing it again. But I really do like it. It's good. Yeah. I was looking for tour dates for Olivia almost immediately after hearing the album. She only has one date listed so far, but uh, surely there's going to be more. Okay. I would probably go see it if it was close, and but it'll sell out quick, you know. Yeah, very Just quickly. like, you know. But, yeah, so Billie, there it Billie is. Eilish. Yeah, Billie Eilish has her work cut out for her with her album coming out in July. She's going to have to try to topple what Olivia Rodrigo has done so far in 2021. Yeah. Um, and with no more Taylor Swift's, Taylor Swift's only working on previous albums, I think, even though she's released like four albums last year already as it is. Uh, so it, it's kind of Olivia Rodrigo's pop year at this moment. Yeah. You know, I think only Billy can knock her off unless Adele shows up, which you never know. Um, no matter what Adele releases, it's going to sell millions upon millions of copies. So we're yeah. excited to see what happens in this. Sl- we, we're, we're almost to. Yeah, we're almost to the half point, halfway point of the year, Mike. Maybe we, maybe our list next week should be like a just a focus on what our favorite albums of the year so far this this year is. Well, I've kind of, I've kind of already broken mine down tonight. You feel you feel comfortable with it. You're comfortable I feel and comfortable with it. Okay. Yeah, I feel good. I feel good about my top five. All right, I don't. All right, well then, never mind. We'll go back to that. Oh, another list we can make, uh, Mike, best breakup albums. We should look, in, look into that at some point. I think this goes without saying that it's probably one of the best ones. <laughs> I would agree. It's probably going to make my top five. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 a good good one. So, uh, yeah. So, big, bad rock guys gushing over Olivia Rodrigo. That's how it happens. That's how you get to the masses. You got, you got to be able to uh, cross pollinate. Cross pollinate. Okay. Cross contaminate. I don't know what the proper term is. I can't speak uh, right tonight. It doesn't matter. That's okay. You you never really can. 
Yeah, it's true. I struggle. So, yeah, this is what we got. Uh, that pretty much wraps up since we don't have a list this week. I'm looking uh, we, at... We went I'm ahead lo- and did the Father's Day list. I think that's Yeah, that's enough. true. Um, I'm looking at releases for next week. Mm-hmm. And I'm not really seeing anything. Um, let's see what came out this week. May have to go backwards a little bit. I know. Well, I think that one I kind of want to take a look and I want to get your thoughts on. And I know we briefly talked about it, but I want to talk about that debut from Aaron Jones. Okay. Um, he, you know, he's going to be on Rocklahoma. Um, I really just kind of started checking him out. Um, so I think we'll take a look at that. Uh, Child of the State is the name of that album. All right. And then I don't really have an idea of shitty albums from good bands. So I think we'll skip that unless you can think of one. Oh, all right. Let's do one. I got one. Led Zeppelin Coda. Okay. I think that was the last studio release by Zeppelin. And uh, I think we can we can listen to that one. All right. Um, and you want to stick with the list, uh, the top five albums from our three Rocklahoma headliners? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Well, I guess we've got the new Beartooth coming out okay. on 25th. Let's see. Let's see if there's anything else better coming out. Oh, Doja Cat. (laughs) (laughs) We weren't very well prepared for tonight. It was kind of like we didn't know if we were going to do this. Just kind of. It's it's fine. Yeah, I think we'll go with we'll go with the new Beartooth, and then we'll take a look at that uh, that Aaron Jones album along with Coda from Zeppelin, and then the top five albums from the Rocklahoma headliners. So yeah, other than that, you got anything else to add for yeah. this week? You'll you'll have a dirty honey review oh, yep. for us. We'll have a dirty honey review for us as well. Yeah, look forward um, to that. Um again, I'm kind of I'm kind of wary about this concert. I don't know why. I think starting off the season with Corey Taylor and the energy of this show. It'll be interesting to see what Dirty Honey can, if they can top it or even come close. So, well, Eddie Trunk saw Dirty Honey the other night and he tweeted how impressed he was with the performance. So, there, there's somebody yes. to go off of. Um, yeah. I mean, of course, Eddie Trunk is kind of biased, I think, in his rock music views. Yeah. He tends to stick with the ones that sound more classic rock than anybody else. Mm-hmm. And Dirty Honey is definitely that band. Yeah. Um, so kind of, I, I checked out the set list um, from their other shows, and um, it's not on the new album. Um, obviously, they don't have a whole lot of material to draw from, but mm-hmm. there are pretty much, pretty much the whole first EP is being played. So that's good. 
I, I, I dig that. Um, so it'll be good. Um, yeah. I hope it's uh, just as good, maybe slightly less better or not as good as Corey Taylor. But, hey, it's concert season, man. It's concert season. Appreciate it. Look yeah. forward to the review. Uh, All enjoy right. the time is Mike. Uh, and for anybody else out there, if you're going to concerts, hit us up. Give us a concert yeah. review. We'll try to Definitely. play it or talk about it on on the end. Uh, Trey also has a concert coming up this week, Collective Soul and Sticks, I believe, on Friday nights uh, yep. in Kansas City. Um, and it's always possible. I could go ahead and say, fuck it, let's go see Chicago on Saturday. Uh, we're currently not in the cards, but we'll see if something changes. Definitely. Yeah, they're playing Lincoln. Um, I can't remember when, but my mom really wants to go to that show as well. So yeah. she might end up talking me into it. So we'll I see. This, I think it's before the Rogers show. It could be a oh. couple days after, but I think it's this week. Is it? Well, then now so. that won't be happening because I'm, I'm pretty much it's booked this, it's this the, whole week. Yeah, it's the same night as the Miles Kennedy concert, which I think is two days later after Dirty Honey. Ah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm pretty much booked all week. So there you go. All right, my friend. Well, everybody that's listening, um, again, drop comments. Let us know what you think. Uh, concert reviews, albums that you want us to listen to. It doesn't even have to be new. You know, you can throw something out there and we'll listen to it. Um, yeah, this is your show. I mean, we do this for your benefit as well as ours. So with that being said... It's nice of you to say. I do not do it for you guys. I do it for myself. And for my... <laughs> well, we want to. We want people to be informed, right? I agree. I agree. Thanks to anybody who listens and provides feedback. I appreciate it. Awesomeness. All right, my friend. Enjoy your new schedule this week. Yeah, looking forward um, to it. New work week, new role. I don't know what the heck I'm doing, but we'll see what happens. Happy right. summer to everybody. Happy Father's Day. Hope everybody enjoys. With that being said, folks, have a great one. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye.